Welcome to our Global Scot podcast series, Past, Present and Future Proofing. Like all of those who are invited to join the network, those we will hear from in this series are recognised experts in their field. So please sit back and enjoy this episode. Hi, my name is Jamie Soon. In my day job, I work as a nanotechnologist and IP strategist for Essilor Luxotica. So Essilor Luxotica is a manufacturer of eyeglasses, including brands like Ray-Ban and Oakley. In my free time, I like to volunteer to improve diversity and inclusion in tech. Hi, I'm Laila Lupine, and I am a corporate website manager at Sanofi, uh, which is a global healthcare company based here in Paris. They produce medicines and vaccines in various areas like oncology, immunology, rare diseases and rare blood orders. I met Laila, actually she was a sponsor back in the time where I was volunteering for Girls in Tech. And I remember that the event in which we organized, which Lailai sponsored us for, it was a disaster. I mean, <laughs> it was a real disaster. Nobody showed up and even the speaker couldn't make it in the end. You know, we had a laugh about it, some stuff we can't really control. But I think, yeah, that is the reality of volunteering and nonprofit life because naively we could think that because we have a good cause, because we're supporting a good cause and people will come. But that is not always the case because, you know, things always happen. And I'm so grateful that Lailai did not ditch me after this failed event <laughs> and we continued working together. Yeah, I think just hearing Jamie, you can already tell just how engaged and passionate she is around diversity and inclusion in tech. So it's kind of really easy to support her in whatever, whether we had a field event or not. It was definitely uh, very inspiring and she inspired me to get even more involved in uh, this cause as well. So it was a no-brainer for me <laughs> to Aww. really collaborate more and more with her. Thank you, Lailai. But for the record, we did have some events that were full house and it was a great success. So yes. I think that really kept us going. <laughs> <laughs> So Lailai and myself, we have been involved in our mission to improve diversity in tech for the past five, six years. We were together in Gerson Tech and then we were again together in All in Tech where she was my co-managing director and I'm so thankful to have her. And now we are again working together with La French Tech this year to build this startup competition. Personally, I'm also involved in other initiatives uh, linked to the promotion of diversity in the startup scene. For example, I'm a jury for Cartier Women's Initiative for the Science and Technology Pioneer Award section. I'm also a curator for Hello Tomorrow, which is another association that promotes uh, deep tech in startups. Next Up Singapore is a startup competition that has been designed to promote diversity and inclusion in deep tech. So what we do is that we invite startups with diversity and inclusion 
in their business model or in their team composition to join the competition in order to win prizes that could help their startup expand internationally. We believe that startups has this great potential to create future employments if they are successful, of course. And so if diversity is in the heart of their business model, then we are confident that when they go on to employ people to build their team, they would be more inclusive, they would be more diverse in their hiring policies. And we hope that by creating this tiny little drop in the water, we would be able to create a ripple effect that would propagate in the future. I think one of the great things about the technology sector is that it is actually one of the most diverse sectors compared to other sectors that I've worked with. How I got into tech was uh, working for Capgemini. And between 2012 to 2015, there was already a major movement internally to get more female representation and females in leadership positions as well. And then within a few years, we end up getting like 30% representative into the executive board. And now that's actually more than double. And even Capgemini today, when you look at their board of executive board, it's actually very, very diverse um, of people with ethnic origins and not just gender parity as well. So that is actually very encouraging to see. I think where technology sector is missing, and that's why we're always talking about this need for gender diversity or you know more diversity, is maybe in the startup culture. Um, and that's also one of the reasons why Jamie and I were working around this, is making sure that it's not just male founders or your know, white male founders, but there's actually more diverse types of startup. We want more diverse entrepreneurs and seeing big corporate companies who are supporting that more and more today is also very encouraging. The tech industry, as we know it, is really fast moving. 20 years ago, the internet was a new thing. And now what do we do without the internet, right? Because tech is in itself new. So we are able to introduce new things to it, including the notion of diversity, including the notion of inclusion. And I think that we are really in like this light tunnel in this tech space where everything is moving very fast because right now we're also talking about the metaverse, which is the next generation of tech. And then it brings us this opportunity to do a retrospection of what did we not do well in the last 20 years when internet came into place and what could we do better now moving forward towards the metaverse in order to bring more diversity and inclusion into tech. Like Lila has already mentioned, I think startups is a very important space because startups are more agile, they move faster and they have the ability to create new things faster and it's also a very great opportunity for women to be involved in startups as founders, as executive members in the leadership team of a startup in order to bring the change that we would like to see in this world. So men and women working together to build together a world that we would like to see for our children or ourselves in the next years to come. 
And another change that we're starting to see is the move from just talking about diversity to, as Jamie mentioned, the move towards being more inclusive. I think that's also a really important change that we're starting to see because it's easy to be diverse, but it's actually harder to be inclusive. So that's definitely something that all industries need to work harder on. I'd say one of my professional high points was working for a startup. So I used to work for the startup platform.sh, which is part of the French tech 120. Uh, It was just an amazing experience to see firsthand the ins and outs of the French tech ecosystem, which I'm working with the Global Scott Network to hopefully build that out in Scotland as well and create more links there. So when I joined, I was employee number 28. And then three years later, we had, you know, more than uh, triple the number of employees. We did a Series C raise of $34 million. And I am really proud to say that I worked at Platform.sh because they've more than tripled again in size. And they recently did a Series D raise of $140 million. So you can really see the French tech ecosystem really burgeoning and is really amazing to see. My non-professional highlight, uh, I've just been nominated to be a TEDx Aberdeen speaker, so I will also be talking about diversity and inclusion as a topic there as well. The professional highlight that I'm going to share, well, it's not exactly a professional highlight, but I think it really shows how our world is changing to become more inclusive. Basically, when I was uh, interviewing with uh, Essilor Luxotica, I was pregnant, but I was so afraid to tell them that I was pregnant. If I tell them that I'm pregnant, would I lose the opportunity? But if I don't tell them that I'm pregnant, then I will come across as someone dishonest. And in both cases, it's not something that I want. So in the end, I decided to tell them because I thought that, you know, if they do not employ me because I'm pregnant, then we don't share the same values anyway. And it's not a company that I would like to work with anyway. So I did tell them. And not only did they still want to employ me they actually look for a solution so that somebody else could cover my job during the four months i'm away from my maternity leave so i asked my boss like why do you still want to employ me when you knew that i was pregnant it's not a super situation for this role which is very demanding and he needs someone urgently he just said having kids being pregnant is just part of life i mean it's such a simple answer is so logical when we think about it, but it's just so unexpected at the same time. So I think it, it really shows how our society is changing to be more progressive. I became a Global Scot by accident. I was part of the University of Aberdeen alumni and someone recommended me. And I think One of the things that I was very passionate about was promoting the tech sector of Scotland and France, and that's how that relationship began. Some of my first experiences was supporting Scottish companies, helping them, you know, have ideas how to expand internationally, especially in France. And the most random (laughs) <laughs> the most random experience I've had and being a global Scot was actually introducing Jamie to the network as well. 
Yes, so I'm a baby Globus Scott, I would say. I've been with Globus Scott only in the last few months, and that was thanks to Lilai. And then comes the question, how am I legitimate to be a Globus Scott, right? I'm Singaporean, I'm not Scottish like Lilai. But the running joke is that actually as a wedding gift, somebody gave me a square foot of land in a Scottish castle. So that makes me a lady. So... <laughs> So that is the fun reason why I'm, I'm a global scout. But more seriously, I'm a global scout because, you know, I was telling you about this startup competition that we organize every year. So this year is the third year that we're organizing it. And in 2019, when we organized this same competition, it's for startups of any nationality. And in 2019, our winner is a Scottish startup. And so we are really excited because now after a two years break from the pandemic and this year we're working together to bring her startup to help her expand internationally. So my advice for businesses who wants to have the best advantage for the future is to focus on the impact that they're making impact on the society in terms of diversity, inclusion, in terms of sustainability. So I think that if they put impact in the heart of their business model, then the rest would follow. And I think that is extremely important moving forward for our society. I also think that it all starts with leadership as well. If there's no buy-in from the leadership and they're not willing to invest in it, then there could be so much bottom-up initiatives that can take place. But like Jamie says, you know, you also need that vision to know, you know, that impact that you want to deliver. And that starts at the very, very top. The most successful companies, there was already buy-in from the CEO themselves. So I think we can definitely learn more from those types of companies. Lai Lai, would you like to continue to be my partner in crime in the years to come so that we could help more Scottish startups with their business, to help them expand internationally and to just spread the Scottish shine worldwide? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I now pronounce us as partner in crime. <laughs> Happily ever after. <laughs> Should that to be part. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode in our Global Scott podcast series. If you'd like to find out more about the Global Scott Network, you can visit us at www.globalscott.com.